You've heard the name Ebels, but now you need to remember My Delta 8. From the same people who brought you Ebels, My Delta 8 is Delta 8 THC, offering a semi-sedative physical sensation without the overwhelming mental simulation of Delta 9 THC, resulting in a smoother, much milder experience. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 offer both best quality product and customer service in the industry. From helping manage chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, the reviews are in, folks. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 are truly game changers as a natural alternative to big pharma drugs. And hey, yours truly here at the Brian Nichols Show can vouch for the quality of Ebels and My Delta 8 having to deal with a herniated disc in my back, plus years of sports injuries. Ebels and My Delta 8 offer relief where generic medicines simply mask the pain. And did you know you can get Ebels and My Delta 8 delivered right to your door at a special discounted price? That's right. All members of the Brian Nichols Show audience can use promo code TBNS at checkout and boom, discount applied. Again, that's code TBNS at checkout to get the highest quality CBD and Delta 8 THC on the market delivered right to your door. One more time, the code is TBNS at checkout. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At the Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Sunday there, folks. For you YouTube listener, that is. But for you Monday traditional audio listener, yes, it's Monday morning and you're here on today's episode of The Brian Nichols Show doing things different. And I tease this back on Sunday. We are going ahead and, of course, our Sunday episode was with uh, Jim Tassome. He's running for state senate out in New Jersey uh, in the legislative district 39. So if you didn't check out our Sunday candidate highlight series, head back there. But no, onto the show today because we're already onto the show. Uh, we have returning guests and now he is a part of the team here at the Brian Nichols Show. And Going from behind the scenes to on the mic, on the regular, Chris Goizetta, <laughs> he is our marketing extraordinaire. Now, Chris, we've we've done the bio, we've had, had you on the show before, and you were just a guest at the time talking about your experience of marketing in the, in the music industry, but you're joining the network and you're you're joining the program as, as a marketing voice, a marketing expert, and I mean, goodness, you, you teach this stuff for in college, right? So this is not something that you're just like guessing, you know what you're talking about. So um, Hopefully. Yeah, uh, I, I, I dare say from our, what we're, we've been doing we've been doing a pretty good job so hey talk to us really quick though right chris well here how about this welcome back to the show and thank you for joining us on the inaugural episode of you being on the show the regular uh we're doing a marketing and sales uh conversation yourself and then jeremy todd who uh, was just in the show here last week joining us on the regular talking about sales um so how about this chris let's kind of do a quick recap for the folks who maybe didn't catch you back when you first joined the program i think it was right there when we were doing video um talk to us how have things been and and what's what going on the chris goizetta world Man, I think it's been great. It's been really fun working with you. I mean, we really hit it off that, that first conversation and just been you know, brainstorming and working uh, our butts off to cut, really come with some really great ideas on how to really promote and expand liberty and especially as libertarian candidates, right? Back when I talked to you last time, I was kind of venting how, you know, there's so many great candidates out there with so many great ideas and good speakers, but just aren't 
could do much, much more when it comes to marketing and branding themselves. Yep. So I want to take a, a rock and roll approach. Uh, you know, there's a, a certain way that the the other guys do it, the, the Democrats and the Republicans, and they have millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars in their campaigns. And it's hard to compete against that if you are following that same system and platform. So yep. we're going to be a punk rock of a, of, of politics, which the libertarians are anyway. So we're yep. going to bring rock and roll back and, and it's going to be through the libertarian party. I like that. And and this is, this is the approach we're taking here at the show. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we've been going through that this grassroots approach and using the, the tips, the tricks that you've used in your professional career and what you're teaching to your students. And we're, we're using it for the show. We're seeing the success behind the scenes. And, and this is why we're like, okay, this is why we need to teach this to the greater liberty world because yeah. this is something we're we're not paying attention to and the other two parties are and they and even if they're not going the the route of what we're we're doing right actually meeting people where they're at they're just tossing millions of dollars getting as much data as possible that they can get their hands on and then trying to craft a message that will best fit whatever that data says it should fit but right. if we're actually going out there and talking to people and seeing firsthand what they what they're experiencing, actually, you know what? Here we'll start here, Chris, because there was a great movie <laughs> that just came out, um, and the name name escapes me, but it's a John Stewart movie. Okay, uh, you, know what, I, you know what it was? It's Hometown. I think it's called Hometown. Hometown. Um, I've not heard of that. I, I believe it's called Hometown, and I'm probably wrong, but um, <laughs> but anyways, the movie you can look it up. It stars Steve Carell. Um, and and basically the the premise of the movie is that there is this. A military, I, f- I forget, military colonel or something, but he makes this very impassionate uh, speech in a city council meeting. And in him, him making this impassionate speech, he is a, uh, I think he's a Republican or he's, uh, yeah, he's, he, he's, un- oh, no, he's unaffiliated. There we go. He's unaffiliated, but he comes across to this very conservative area with a progressive message that is very resonating to their values. Mm. Um, the Democratic Party sees an opportunity to win this seat in Congress and get this guy to run for office. They pump millions and millions and millions of dollars into it. And one of the subplots, yeah, I'm not giving away anything away in the movie, but there's one part where they're doing data research and they're targeting this one specific area. And they're like, wait, why, why are these people so mad at us? And they're like, well, we just targeted they're single women and they don't have kids. So we targeted them with, you know, a, we thought would be a pro-choice message that they would like. And he's like, they don't have kids and they're single because they're nuns. They're not going to have kids if they're nuns. But you think a pro-choice message is going to is going to you know resonate to them. And I mean, obviously, there's more data points that we, people look for. But that speaks mm-hmm. to if you're just going on data alone and the raw numbers you're missing a lot. And that's why I think your approach, Chris, is going to be so important because it is taking what has worked when you don't have the the oceans of resources that these large entities do to actually get a foot in the door, get a name for yourself and build up that brand, which leads us to what we want to talk about today, right? And that's branding. So let's kind of start yep. from there. What can we kind of take away from all that, you know, extrapolate back for us, Chris, I'll defer to you. Well, it's funny because I took some some notes. So I got eight tips on simplifying branding for libertarian candidates. And we, we did not plan this out. You have not seen my notes, but the story you just told is a f- perfect segue to tip number one, right? It's get to know your audience. Tony Robbins has this really great quote where he says, don't fall in love with your product, right? So don't fall in love with what you're selling. Like there might be certain issues and topics that you're passionate about and that you feel is the best approach for the area you're running for. Don't believe your own press releases, Chris. 
Exactly. <laughs> but it's like you got to fall in love with your audience, not your product. So if you get to know the people in your community, in your district, in your state, like where, wherever you're running, the people that you're representing that are voting for you. You know, I think what a lot of politicians forget is because they're so focused on party politics like they're. I always feel like that the Democrats and Republicans are always putting their parties in front of the people. And that that's frustrating people, right? I just really saw a really cool poll the other day that 62% of America wants a third choice. Wow. And the third options just need to learn how to talk to them directly. So, you know, we're both reading the the book Undefeated Marketing by, by Philip Stutz. And one of the things he talks about as his first steps is surveying your audience. So getting to know your audience. So it starts with serving the people in the district or area that you're running in and try to get as many as possible. Bare minimum statistics is a sample size of 50, but I think that's not good enough in, in politics. If you can survey a few thousand um, people from all ages and and uh, <laughs> and, and both genders, uh, it's, it's, oh, it's, that's so controversial to say that, right? And we're banned. <laughs> and we're banned. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess just have a diverse group of people yet you're, you're surveying and that's how you're really going to get to know your area. So that'd be tip number one, get to know your audience. So get to know your audience. Now, it sounds pretty easy to just say, well, you need to get to know your audience, right? Yeah, get get to out, you know, surveying your audience. But let's take it a step further, right? Mm-hmm. I think also beyond just getting to know your audience, but like actually incorporating your audience into what you're offering, right? Get their stories out there. Um, We talk about this all the time behind the scenes, right? Talking about sharing stories. And we talk about the great stories we hear that are getting people to say, ooh, I like that. Tell me more. I want to learn more. Mm -hmm. And if you can take your, your customer, your audience, who you know, and you know what makes them tick, what not just moves them, but what actually drives them to make a decision, a, a buying decision. That's going to be the main thing. In this case, what's the, what's the thing they're buying? It's it's the candidate. It's the, the person we're selling and not just the ideas. That's I think that's what we need to make sure we're paying attention to as well. We, we think the ideas win alone. They don't. Ideas no. aren't going to win alone. We need no. to have the right people being communicators of those ideas. There's a reason Ron Paul hit the the moment of his time at the moment he did and had such a connection with people there was the authenticity and the consistency that people were mm-hmm. craving and they saw especially the the younger generation despite his age this man speaking to the problems that were going to be impacting them directly and speaking to the the root of those problems and it was mm-hmm. at the point where you have one of the largest at that point recession since the great depression in the great uh the great recession and mm-hmm. was he talking about ending the federal reserve talking about the the housing crisis and how it was the US monetary policy that that actually caused this and and showing liberty solutions and that was his brand right he was the, the mm-hmm. really going out there and identifying the problems and consistently not only identifying them but offering what would be the right solutions and then we can look back here we are in 2021 chris right. And we can look at a video from him in 1987, and he's saying something that we could play today, and it would be 100% as true as it was then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one one thing you just mentioned, it's funny, it's this, if we had planned this, we didn't plan this at all. So you're talking about authenticity, right? So that's where I, I call tip number two, humanizing the brand. So finding things about yourself, like the person, where you can build a connection with your your community. So the an example of someone that does this really, really well is The Rock. If you go through his Instagram channel, it's 
behind the scenes of acting. It's making tequila. It's giving back to the community. It's wrestling. It's having epic cheat meals and crazy workouts, right? That's, that's his brand. So that's, that's, those are six different things that make up who he is. So if you were to put that in what's called a topic wheel, right? So have a wheel, so you're in the center and then you throw, you draw out six different categories of your topic wheel or some people might call this brand pillars, right? So it's these six topics are your brand pillars. So what are outside of running as a candidate, outside of politics, what are six things about you that make you interesting, that consumes your everyday, that are your hobbies, right? That you're doing around your your job or around your campaign, or maybe your job is now part of your brand because that's something outside of the campaign um, brand that you're building. So really focus on creating content uh, also around those topics. So when you're posting pictures on Instagram or you're posting on Twitter or whatever social media platform you are are on, uh, focus on those brand pillars as well. So it's not just politics, 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 but you, we people actually get to know the person behind the, the politics and brand. I go, I go full screen. So if for the YouTube uh, watcher, you can see I have right over here on my, my left shoulder, I got good old Michael Scott because I'm a huge office fan. <laughs> Right, I incorporate the office into a bajillion things I do. Star Wars, I'm a huge mm-hmm. Star Wars fan. I like to yeah. work out, so I, I like to talk about that side of myself. And I'll you know talk about my epic leg days where I literally had trouble <laughs> getting up the stairs. So when you have a leg day where you feel like Bambi, you know that it was a really good leg day. It, it was a sumo squat. So I do. So here, I'll, I'm not even giving a free plug to Team Beachbody, but I do um, the Team Beachbody <laughs> workouts with uh, okay. it's uh, Sagi Khalid. He was former Mister Israel. Um, oh yeah, yeah just, the bodybuilder. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. it's just easier doing it with the at home workouts in an era of COVID because otherwise, mm. I hate wearing a mask to begin with, and wearing a mask. And oh. here, by the way, Philadelphia has been just a nightmare the entirety of COVID, like no masks or I mean rather masks. Right? Yeah. Masks everywhere. There was no situation really where a mask was just like, Oh yeah, you don't have to wear your mask in the gym. Like they would have to make sure that you wore your mask. Cause that was the rules. And mm-hmm. they, they would actually like go out of their way to make sure they would make a living nightmare for these business owners who, who wouldn't abide by it. But anyways, I'm doing this, these workouts at home. And yeah, one of the, the workouts was uh, these, these uh, ones where you're supposed to use cable machines mm-hmm. and I, I didn't have a cable machine obviously in my, in my downstairs uh, basement. So I'm, you know, improvising using these, these Bowflex adjustable weights and I was using like, a 50 pound dumbbell and he was using uh, like a 25 pound dumbbell or a 25 pound cable to start out. And I was thinking like, Oh, Jeez. okay. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll upgrade. You know, we'll get to there. He did, we didn't, he just kept on doing, using his 25 and I was using my 52 and a half pound dumbbell. And at that point, my inner legs were, were shaking and dying. But anyways, <laughs> for folks who are looking for a great workout, I cannot recommend team beach body enough. And also my, my wife's a coach. So very oh, interested. Oh. Give me a shout. I can hook you up, by the way. Um, and you can get back on insanity. Yeah. Hey, Sean T. He's he is he. I say he is insane because he is insane. Um, he's like fifty years old. I think it is somewhere in there, and he looks like he's like twenty. Like the dude is jacked. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, that was talking about humanizing our brand, Chris, exactly. and, and, and making yourself real. I think people, if, they, if anything, I am to a, a fault, uh, 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 you know, just across the board authentic on me um, for better, or for worse. My my coworkers in my day job uh, absolutely will go crazy. I'll come into the, you know, just absolute energy at eight in the morning. And that's because I've been up since five working out. So like, you know, I'm tweeting in the morning about my morning workout, you know, I'm talking to you throughout the day about sales and marketing and I'm tweeting about sales and marketing. I'm passionate about that kind of stuff. So, and that's beyond the politics stuff. So how about this beyond humanizing the brand, making 
yourself more than just, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to promote or sell? What else would you say are some of these uh, marketing tips that folks should be taking away? So tip number three for uh, uh, building a powerful brand is becoming a leader of a category. So, you know, when you think of cola, what's the first thing you probably think of? Coca-Cola. If you think of of search engines, what's the first search engine you think of? Probably Google. Google. Hopefully, hopefully soon DuckDuckGo. But if you you think of- I tried to get the CEO on the show and I I talked to their leadership and they they uh, politely declined for the time being. So we're going to get there. I know. Well, it was a year and a half ago. We'll see what happens again. Maybe reach out to the brave uh, people. Yeah. (laughs) Brave browser. So when you think of browsers, what's the first thing you think of, right? Google Chrome. That's right. You have things like browse, I mean, uh, brave. Uh, so when you think of like, let's say political candidates, Andrew Yang, U- universal based income, yep. Bernie Sanders, free healthcare for all, right? Uh, Ron DeSantis, I kind of wanted to throw a Republican candidate in there, but anti-lockdowns, right? Um, Anti-shutting down small business or business in general and shutting yep. down their state. So become a leader of a category. So find of all the issues that you now surveyed people on, find one or two issues that you laser focus on. Yeah. So it's okay to have all the issues as part of your platform, but have one or two. So the second people think of your name, they know, oh, this guy's fighting for that. Uh, I'm, I'm with him or with her, right? Um, so become a leader of a category. And and the music example, I always, I like to throw in some music examples, but, you know, behind me, you see uh, so, uh, the, the, what's this? I'm, I'm blanking on the song, the hip hop, hip to the hip, hip. Um, oh, yes. But, I, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yes. Sure, okay. My audience, they're, they're all screaming like, guys, it's this song. Yep. <laughs> Serial gang. But if you think of hip hop, who is the the first, right? Sometimes the first person in a category is the leader, but most people don't know in hip hop, African Bombada and um, DJ Cool Herc were the first, but the Mm. leader in the category became Grandmaster Flash. So just because someone is already using a category doesn't mean you can't become a leader. Have a unique twist and unique spin. MySpace, yeah. Where where did they go? (laughs) Where did they go? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, reversed. But uh, have just a unique way of making yourself different within that category. Let's just keep going along because we're already at 16 minutes here and we're just, we'd like to talk, Chris. So what what would you say number four of your eight tips? Number four is recurring content. This is what we're we're doing here right now, right? You're you're creating four podcast episodes a week. You have a a much, much bigger audience than a lot of these people are running for political office who should probably have much, much bigger audiences because they're trying to get tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people to vote for them. So you got to have some kind of recurring content. So now once you have your one or two categories you're focusing on now over deliver value on those categories. That's what Tim Ferriss always talks about. So over delivering your one or two values to your core audience. And you do that through content. So by starting a podcast, by having a YouTube channel, by going live on, on Instagram or, or putting up one minute uh, TikTok videos every day, right? Whatever your platform is and where your audience is over deliver quality content on on those platforms yep and what we've been doing here folks i mean goodness we have yes four episodes a week so we're meeting with a candidate every single week doing an overview of what they're doing and what they're focusing on to help meet the voters in their respective districts number one Mm -hmm. number two we have three conversations every single week two of which are conversations with experts in their industries or their respective fields of expertise i guess that's kind of redundant but Oh, well. And then obviously uh, the reoccurring segments now going forward with you and Jeremy talking about sales 
In marketing, we have the ebook talking about uh, four easy ways to, uh, four rather easy tips to implement to help sell liberty to friends and family, uh, which, of course, if you are interested, folks, you can head over to briannicholshow.com <laughs> forward slash Liberty Friends ebook. Just, you know, shameless plug there. Um, and then, yes, of course, we we have the YouTube um, adding different series that we're going to be doing. And, and then the behind the scenes Patreon, you know, we have yeah. a ton of content we'll be doing there um, and, and helping, you know, build up sales acumen. So to that point, Chris, it is imperative to, to over deliver on the content to to make sure that, yeah, not only are you over-delivering, but it is good stuff, too. Don't just put yeah. fluff out there, but actually give things that are valuable because at the end of the day, you want to not just be the person that's spam. You want to be the right. person that's offering value, something that they can take away and tangibly use. Number five for your branding tips, Mr. Goizetta. So, so with the ebook, every YouTube video, if you guys are watching on YouTube, has the has the link to the ebook in the description. So just click, look, look down there and yeah, you'll you find the, the link to it. But number five, speaking to quality, right? So... um but we're going to reach quality with quantity. So quantity is quality as well. And I'm not saying just put out a crap video all the time, but let me, let me start with a quantity piece first. If you go on someone's YouTube channel or podcast platform, whatever it is, and you're seeing hundreds of episodes or thousands of episodes, that's quality, right? Because you've put in a lot of work into putting out content on a specific topic. So it's really important not to get precious and let perfectionism hold you back from putting out content. So quality is important, but if you're sacrificing um, perfectionism because of quality, then then you're hurting yourself, right? So endless amounts of quantity. And and as Brian and I talk about, we get 1% better every time. So um, you know, Brian added some lighting. Well, first, first there was no video. Then we added video to the podcast. Uh, it's pretty much overnight. Then we're like, all right, let's get like a little bit of a better light for for the podcast. I think you got a something else new, maybe a microphone or something. Yeah, yeah, but got, check this out, right? Check this out. <laughs> oh yeah, I can go different yeah. colors. That's right. You can go different colors. It makes a difference. It does. Yeah. So just better light. So you start off with your iPhone, right? And then when you buy a oh, nice... By the way, that was great audio. That was great audio for the audience. They're like, <laughs> what are they doing? I was flipping through the colors that my different lights go through, guys. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see it, you got to go to the YouTube. You got to go to the YouTube. <laughs> but you know, start off with an iPhone. Then you upgrade to an HD webcam for 60 bucks. Then you buy one of those ring lights. And then you buy a better microphone. Um, but little steps up each time to improve the quality uh, of the quantity. And, and the more times you're in there editing video or you have someone editing video for you, they're going to get better and faster at editing video. So even there, that's where we're getting 1% better every time with quantity. Hey, think about it like this. I played football and mm-hmm. one of the things we do in football and anybody who played any sport for that matter can empathize with this is and, and truly relate to it, is going through practices and just going through drills repeatedly, non-stop, yep. especially in the part of the, the practices where you're implementing, in in my case, I was from a very, very small school. I actually played for a neighboring school because my school didn't have a football team. So I played for a neighboring school's football team of a total of 17 players. So you had to learn offense and defense. And then when you had to install the offense and defense, you would go out and you would literally run the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over. And then when you're done with that and over again after that, because it was imperative to make sure that you got the basics down that it wasn't a matter of when the time came that the guy you know if you were playing an offensive line that the the left end was able to do a spin move around you with a really cool maneuver that he caught you off guard that you also were taken aback from your footwork because your footwork Mm -hmm. was so perfect because in those fundamental applications of getting your footwork installed in the, the offense that 
that you don't have to think about that. It's just it's just muscle memory. So yeah. the same Getting thing. Get those is, reps in. Exactly. Get the reps in. If you're going to the gym, it's gonna hurt the first little <laughs> bit. It's supposed to hurt the first little bit. But that's the point, is that once you start to get your reps in, you get better, you get stronger. The reps mm-hmm. no longer are, are as painful. They're no longer are as as, as difficult. And suddenly you yeah. can do more reps or you can lift heavier weights. And that means you can push yourself beyond where you were before. And and I mean, candidly, that goes into when we're talking about sales. I mean, I know we're not talking about sales here today, but when we're focusing on sales, that's partly of building that reality gap and helping show that what you're offering as a solution will solve that reality gap, bringing them from point A to point B. And that's why it is important to focus on constantly building up quality and quantity to your point there, Mr. Guizetta. How about step uh, step six to your, your uh, simplified branding tips for libertarian candidates? Collaboration is the next one. Mm. So a few few different audiences you can, or few different types of collaborations you can have, right? So first is with your local community. If you're running in a district or in a state, wherever you're, you're running for, um, in, interv- like interview people, talk to people in that community, right? So not just talk to them in in person, but if you're doing a podcast or you're doing a, a, a YouTube channel, then record those those conversations and maybe yep. make it more of an interview style, but figure out what are the issues that are local businesses and local people are dealing with, right? So don't just so it's not just businesses, some, but some may even say the issues that people care about. Issues that people care about, yeah. <laughs> so talk to a parent, right? So talk to a parent about their kids in school. How is public school? What would they want to fix about public school in their area? Talk to a uh, uh, maybe a union. I don't know if we want to talk to unions these days. But. Uh, as long as they're willing to like not just bu- bully and berate their union exactly. employees, you want to get out, get out, and like you know not be a part of it by force. You know that. Yeah. Minor details. Yeah, but talk talk to businesses and organizations and individuals in your community and showcase them. And then now you're showcasing your community, and now you know local biz- local smoke shop knows. Oh wow, like Brian really cares about me, and he really knows what my issues are with. With the government, like how how they make my job harder and make 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 me doing business harder, right? Maybe talk to a a person that braids hair uh, under the table for their family and friends, and how they can't get a a license because the license in your state is too expensive, and uh, the state is really holding them back from starting a business. So talk to your local community. Of course, talk to people within the liberty movement, right? If you are going to start a podcast or YouTube channel with your campaign, then talk like win over the Libertarian Party because, as you guys know, we we have NOTA on the ballot, and you don't want to lose the NOTA, so you make sure you win over your own party first, um, and then and then branch out a little bit outside of burn. your. By the of, way, burn. I like burn. Burn. <laughs> so, and then branch out outside of politics and your local community by looking at your your <laughs> topic. <laughs> I'm stuck on that. Like, like 90% of the people are like, what? And like 10% of the people are like, ha! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> sorry just keep going if you're you're curious just look up nota and you'll figure it out go ahead sorry chris <laughs> it's all good and then uh i got me blank and i go go back to your topic wheel and look at what the things are that humanize your brand and have conversations on those topics as well and that's how you really really expand your network beyond just the libertarians beyond your community right and if you are and, and a topic will kind of leverage that to reach a bigger audience right so if I know pro wrestling is in your in your topic, you will, and you're gonna have a conversation with uh, Glenn Jacobs, Kane, um, and now reach like the pro wrestling audience, like on a national scale, and then they bring it back locally to you. That's full circle of really building up your brand and your audience. And that's kind of how the libertarian podcasting world has become 
what it is. And, and let's be real, all right? Like, let's just set the record straight, because I know there was some confusion in the past. It wasn't really confusion, but I'm just going to make sure <laughs> we're all on the same page. Libertarian podcasting has infinitely done more for the libertarian movement yeah. than anything out there beyond the Ron Paul movement. Mm-hmm. Hands down, without a question, next topic. Because, and I, I, I say that so confidently, Chris, because... Not only do I see our audience reaching tens of thousands of people every single month, I see people like Tom Woods, I see people mm-hmm. like Dave Smith, I see people like right. Bart Clare, I see people like Chris Spangle. Everybody has audiences, and, and here's the great part, they're not all the same audiences. Yep. Yes, there's like overlap, but right. each each uh, individual podcaster in this greater libertarian podcasting world has unique audiences that mm-hmm. are kind of becoming masters of whatever it is that that libertarian podcaster is focusing on. But this is right here why it's so important to focus on collaboration because Mm -hmm. we can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling Liberty. I think we have been amazing at doing that, but like maybe we need to become better at, you know, the, the facts and the figures, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. we need to become better at name, name, whatever it may be, you know, better at the marketing. That's kind of why we've been making sure we're focusing more on marketing here mm-hmm. on the show going forward. Cause I think marketing and sales are BFFs candidly. So, yeah. you know, I think that's where we're going to find more success to your point, collaborating, building those relationships and focusing on not just where each other has the strengths, but where we we have to recognize our weaknesses and not mm-hmm. feel that when the other the other uh, organization, the other podcast, the other entities coming to help, that that's an attack on, on your independence. It's yeah. rather understanding, hey, we all can't do everything 100%. No single person can do everything at a business themselves. Actually... Uh, here's a real, you know, real story. I was trying to do that for three years, basically here at the show. I was doing, you know, one episode a week. I was trying to market everything. I was trying to literally do everything, do the audio, do the booking of all my guests. And I realized that I was just spinning my wheels in many cases. I I needed help. I needed Mm. people who were experts in certain areas to come in and help me, to help me (laughs) grow and let me focus on the things that are high performance action items I can do Mm. every single day, like building more content, doing more podcasts, going on more shows, right? And then having an awesome team behind the scenes, like you helping with marketing, like Frankie helping behind the scenes, like having Hunter with graphics, having Bill helping with audio, uh, Chris, the other Chris, I'm um, helping us get guests and helping me get on shows, so on and so forth. We have an amazing team of folks who are helping us. And it's so important for me to take a step back and just say, that's the secret sauce mm-hmm. is not having to do everything alone. Yeah. So I say all that. Let's go to step seven here, Mr. Goizetta, of your uh, your marketing tips here for libertarians. So, so the next thing would be consistency. A um, little bit of redundant of, of some of the other tips we've already mentioned, but um, it wasn't like a specific tip. So I just want to make sure that consistency is specific. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you reliable, right? While you're always available for your audience, you're always putting stuff out there, whether it's on bare minimum weekly basis. But if you're running for office, once a week is not enough. If you're running for office, it's got to be daily. At least starting January 1st, 2022, you know, if you take the time right now until then to, to figure out what your content is and what your brand is going to be, 
fine. But January 1st, daily content. And like, if, by the way, really quick, I'm not yeah. picking on any particular candidates, but <laughs> there are candidates who have been on this very show on the Sunday Candidate Highlight Series. I'm not pointing anybody out, but you need to have a website. You need yes. to have social media, like a, just something to talk mm-hmm. to people. You need to have an email. You yes. need you need to be like able to be looked up <laughs> by the voters. Yeah. They can't just be like, oh, there's a guy running. Yeah, exactly. Have a website and on your website, make it make it easy for people to sign up for for your newsletter. Um, we we have the free uh, ebook, right, with the four tips on selling liberty to your friends and family. So come up with something to give give away for free to your audience on so so you can build that email list, right? So four things you can do for for you community, or um, as if you support this candidate, right? Something come up with something that's relevant to to your brand and community. And one more thing I wanted to say on on collaboration, a really good point that you made was there's so many different libertarian podcasts that ha- really help build the liberty movement, and they all kind of have different audiences within the liberty movement, right? So if you're thinking, man, I just do we really need another podcast or a YouTube channel? Yes, because <laughs> you're reaching your community, right? Make it super local. If if you're running for, you know, let's say, District 10 in Orlando, where, where I'm at, um, so in Orange County, Orlando, um, focus the content on that community and how you can lift that community with liberty ideas and liberty principles. So, yes, there is space for another podcast or YouTube channel, and that's how the, our movement has grown, has grown so much. Yeah. All right. Number eight, last but not least, Mr. Chris Goizetta, what would that marketing tip be? So I have a bonus one uh, after the eight. Okay. But it's, it's not directly branding related, but so that's, why, that's why I made a bonus. Eight, eight plus. plus. Okay. So number eight, we've talked about last time, is just engaging with people on mm. social media. So now that you know who your audience is, right, you know the different people you want to collaborate with. So other people in the liberty movement, people in your community, and then people in your topic wheel, uh, engage with those people and brands on social media, whatever your platform is. Twitter is a fun platform. It might not be the strongest. Uh, figure out what platform brings you the most leads and if you're giving away like a free ebook um and you're posting it everywhere let's say you post it on linkedin you post it on twitter you post it on facebook you post it on instagram you're going to see where most of your leads come in from so even though i for example have the most fun on twitter uh most of my leads come from linkedin for for my music stuff whenever wow. i post on there i get way more signups for from for my LinkedIn? ebook no kidding from linkedin yeah wow. uh but that's for music, you know, it's not, right. not, not politics, but, but for still, music. Business. That's why, like, no, I, I, I use LinkedIn, right, for my day job. But, like, mm-hmm. your average libertarian is going to hear this and be like, LinkedIn? Yeah. Really? Like, where people, like, talk about their business side, like, the real stuff besides politics? How about that? Yeah, about Amazing. that, right? And as Philip Stutz talks about, like, there, as a client he had in Undefeated Marketing that uh, was doing really well on Instagram and wanted to expand on Facebook. And they did some research. And they're Office. like, oh, actually... Yes. Actually, Pinterest is your number one platform. And, and, and built she was this, ready to spend millions, millions, yeah, millions. And she has this massive business and ready to spend all this money on Facebook. And she built this business on not even on her number one platform. So imagine now they go to Pinterest and now they are on the number one platform where they should be. So figure out what is your number one platform and engage with people and brands on that platform. All right. Drum roll. Yeah, just like Clark, Clark Griswold, right? Christmas tree, getting ready to plug it in the lights. It's the house, rather. That's the right. It's the house. Talk to us. What's our bonus there, Chris? So the bonus, this is, this is kind of branding related, but it's definitely very, very campaign related. 
you have got to become a good public speaker. Yes. Join a Toastmasters group. Uh, Toastmasters is super cheap to join. And, I, you know, I've been told by, I mean, friends and family, so some slight bias there uh, and teachers that they thought I was a good public speaker. And then I went to a Toastmasters group. Holy shit. That's the pros. Like, if you think you're a good public speaker, go to a Toastmasters. They are so polished, so quick with, uh, with thinking about, like, different ideas. They do this thing called table topics where they basically just draw topics out of a hat. And you have to do a one to two minute speech on that topic without using filler words. Dude, like, um, it's, uh, whose line is it anyway, but for yeah. business professionals? It's so good. Who's, remember the whose line is it anyway? The scenes from a hat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's Drew? By the way, Drew Carey's a libertarian. Let's get him on the show. Why not? Gotta get him on the show. Yeah. He, he doesn't want awesome. to do a super a lot of libertarian stuff. I know he did some stuff for reason, but like, we gotta get our celebrities. We gotta get them talking more. We gotta, gotta get, tell them, like, they, they tell their stories at least. I think that's gonna be huge. Sorry, yeah, I didn't interrupt. It's, it's all good. Um, another one that's out there is um, Big Boy from Outcast, which a lot of people actually don't know. That he's libertarian. Really? Because he doesn't, he doesn't get into politics much on social media. But he's a libertarian. Um, Wait, hold on. Can I ask you a question? And I don't know if yeah. you can answer this, but like, so when you're, you're doing your, you're working with these musicians, are you, are you working with them like directly at all in any capacity? Uh, I am, but the, the ones on our management company, yeah. So, but we're not working with Outcast. <laughs> right. Well, how about this? Are there any that you worked with that are like, yeah, I'm like super, super like politically libertarian or liberty leaning, but like I just keep it behind the scenes? Are there any of those like that you know of? Libertarian? Uh, Maybe. Yes, actually, yes. Now, really? Yeah. yeah, keeps it behind the scenes. Big names. Um, well, the ones I'm working with, big names within their scene, but not really big, big names on the mainstream. But in their in their scene, yeah, for sure, they could probably reach some people. And it's because the music industry is just so liberal and so right. progressive. See, where, that's, that's my next question. Like, what can we do to get them to talk <laughs> and tell and tell people yeah. that, like, yeah, I, I'm not your traditional progressive leftist. Right. So I think I want to do, um, and, and we've, we've talked about this a little bit, but does there need to be another podcast, right? I, I've, been <laughs> itch, I've been itching to start a podcast, but I'm like, okay, how do I make it different from all the other Liberty podcasts out there? And instead of a jam session, I want to call it a Liberty session where we only talk to musicians and that are, are libertarians and kind of maybe start with the ones that are openly out there, libertarian, and kind of try to navigate our way through. Because I believe that most musicians are libertarian, especially in the hip hop space. I mean, I've worked with so many rappers and they're all about the hustle, entrepreneurship. Don't take my money. I work for it. Um, I mean, everything they stand for and their values. And, you know, a lot of them are also conservative. Um, yep. They come from a little more of a conservative background. They go to church on weekends and they, but they tend to support the the liberal uh, parties, like Democratic parties, um, when really their ideals don't line up with that. And that's what my wife challenged me on when we first met. You know, she used to always say, you're not a Democrat. I'm like, you are a liar. <laughs> I've been a Democrat my entire life. And then she's like, well, what do you stand for? And I gave her a list. And she's like, dude, you're such a libertarian. <laughs> so did you see, Um, you were talking about uh, Philip Stubbs earlier. I was just digging back here because I sent this over to Matt Kibbe. Um, mm. Philip Stubbs just had on his program, uh, it was David Meerman Scott. Did I send that to you? That episode? Uh, I think so, yeah. The, the yeah. most recent one. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was listening and I was like, this is so good because he was talking <laughs> about um, two bands in particular, Grateful Dead and Coldplay. Mm, yeah. Yep. And and Matt Kibbe, for folks who aren't aware, Matt is a huge deadhead. Like yeah. Matt loves the Grateful Dead. Um, and when I went to go interview uh, over on his his program, um, it was a great conversation. But like beyond that, just talk like off off air. 
talking about like his his passion of the Grateful Dead. I mean, he's a huge fan, and part of it, I think goes to there is a rampant libertarian streak to the marketing approach mm-hmm. that the Grateful Dead took, and that was really yeah. letting the audience help promote them. And uh, mm-hmm. was like, that's talking to you, right, about AJR and how, like, how AJR yeah, is yeah. kind of doing the same thing, and yeah. they're one of my favorite bands. Um, but like they're doing the same approach slowly, but surely more and more people are kind of, you know, word of mouthing this band into existence and into prominence to the point that I'm watching the new year's Eve special. And I see them on stage doing bang on, on new year's Eve. And I'm like, Holy cow, this is the band that what three years ago, they had one or two songs. You'd be like, Oh, I know that song. And now Mm -hmm. they have a hit song playing on new year's Eve. That's pretty darn exciting and it shows that yes if you were to build and actually go through all eight plus bonus of these tips so let's go through them folks again number one get to know your audience Two, humanize your brand three be a leader of a category four uh reoccurring content five quality and quantity six collaboration seven consistency is key eight engaging people in, on uh, social media and other networks and bonus become a good public speaker chris there is so much there any other last parting words here for folks this week on the uh the marketing overview for eight branding tips anything you want to make sure folks take away don't get precious and start right now Mm. today when we when we first talked we talked about starting the the youtube channel and i was so nervous wasn't i yeah we we talked about starting it sometime in the summer i'm like why not now yep i mean because when you when you interviewed me we we were doing camera and i was like you have a camera you're recording the interview, like why not post this interview and we'll just get better each time when, when, as time goes on. So start today, stop, stop overthinking it, stop over complicating it, stop waiting for the perfect year, the perfect moment, the perfect time. Uh, the perfect time is right now. As a, well, this is a, the Rage Against Machine says this, there's no better time than here, no better time than now. Go for it. Hey, what do we talk about when we're talking about sales folks? The biggest competitor that we face is the status quo. And the biggest enemy of progress is the status quo. Chris helped sell the sales guy on getting away from the status quo. And I said, yeah, you're right. I'm already recording. Let's just do this. Let's put this on the internet in video form. And guess what? Some episodes have done phenomenally well for a program that has less than 100 subscribers over on YouTube. So how about this? We're wrapping out the show as we do our final plugs. Number one, folks, please do me a solid head over to wherever it is that you, you number one, download this every single week, either it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it may be. Um, but just go ahead, give us a subscribe. But also, I would greatly appreciate a review. And, and Chris, we know this, right? Stories help tell people the value in in ideas, right? Because mm-hmm. you can you can tell that hero's journey, but it can yeah. be short, sweet, and to the point, and just saying, here's what I get and what problem maybe I, I'm having solved in a show. And I know just from the, the download numbers, we're seeing it. You guys are getting value. So right now, if you head over to briannicholshow.com, there's actually a little tab you can hit for reviews. Hit that little tab and you can go ahead, give us a quick five-star rating and review and tell folks why you listen to the Brian Nichols show. And then while you're at it, head over to 
briannicholsshow.com forward slash Liberty Friends ebook. If you're on the YouTube right now, you can see on the bottom scrolling across. Yes, it is four steps you can implement now to help sell Liberty to friends and family. By the way, Chris, thank you for helping get that book out yeah, there to folks. And absolutely. talk to me, right, by the way, as we're wrapping up, folks are enjoying the book, right? We're getting some good feedback. Yeah, people are digging the book. Um, I, I, I'm digging the book, t- book too. I'm trying to implement some of these steps to help sell, sell my friends and, and family, especially my mom. My, I, I feel That's like my cool. mom is such a libertarian, and but she's been been a Democrat for, I don't want to give up her age, but for decades. <laughs> and, a while, a while. Yeah, a while. And, and every time we talk, it's like, oh yeah, I see that point. I agree with you. And then Whenever she's gone for too long, it's like, I got to start all over. So I get a lot of practice with my mom. <laughs> what, what do you think? And I know we're getting ready to wrap up, but like, what do you think has been the area that you're finding the most common commonalities with your mom in terms of some Liberty ideas where you're building the most relationships? I recently listened to, and I think we, we talked about this, uh, to a, what's the guy, Larry Sharp. Yep. Um, he talked about just like businesses in general, like just start a business. So she's a massage therapist. Therapist, and I asked her, I was like, from the license you got from the state, okay. did that make you a better massage therapist? And she said, no, like that, that taught me nothing. It's just a basically a fee that I'm paying to the state. And I'm like, exactly. What what is it that makes you such a good massage therapist that has people requesting you over so many others? And it was her degree and her experience in in Germany, how they literally worked on a cadaver on a human body to figure out where all the muscles are and everything. And then there's people here that just do the license and they don't even know where the, the lats are on, on, a, on a human body. So, you know, getting rid of the licensing for, for careers and implementing maybe certifications or degrees, but also, you know, it's, it's up to the company, what certifications, what degrees they want to require. So I used to be, I don't look like it anymore, but I used to be a personal trainer and the gym I worked at, it didn't matter which certification you had, as long as you had a certification. And that's a industry that's not regulated. You don't need a license to be a personal trainer. You just need a certificate. And there's some gyms that don't require a certificate and some gyms that only require specific ones. And what a dangerous job, right? You're taking a person that has a heart issue, you're jacking up their heart rate to 150, 160 beats per minute, and then you're supposed to monitor it so they don't have a heart attack while you're training them. But how often is it that you hear someone dying from their personal training session? Never. So licenses are such a scam and such a robbery of the people. And my mom really sees, sees that one. So that's where I think I've, I've sold her the most. See, sure. There you go, folks. The, and these are the stories that we're hearing. These are the conversations people are having and they're real. And they're, I know you're having them too, whether it's in your immediate circles, whether it's with family and friends right now, whether it's with your coworkers. Wherever it may be, though, these are tips that you can implement and you can find common ground and build those bridges and collaborate to actually get some liberty into action. So that being said, follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty, Twitter, Facebook, Minds.com, Parlor.com. Chris, where can folks help follow you? If you're in the music industry, go to makingitwithchrisg.com if you're a musician. But if it's for the Liberty stuff, go go to Brian's page. Um, we're going to start doing some cool stuff on, on Patreon, and we'll take a, start taking some deeper dives into some of the things that we talked about today. He hits Patreon. That's right. You can head over to our Patreon entry level. Members, $5 a month. Account executives, $10 a month. Either way, you'll be getting one of these awesome don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. They will pique <laughs> some interest. I know that for certain. That's right, because... 
I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I was actually just saying this. I was driving back to New York today with my wife and I said, and I said, Hey, I'm in Philly and I'm getting people like giving me these thumbs up about <laughs> don't hurt people. Don't take people's stuff. She's like, do you think they get it? And I'm like, I think they starting to, I think people are starting to wake up. I think this is a chance and we're seeing it right now, Chris, people are asking more questions and it requires us to now start to enter into conversations. They're going to be a little uncomfortable, but it requires us to get people to say, can you tell me more? And I think these are great ways for us to get people to tell me more. So if you want to learn more, again, patreon.com forward slash The Brian Nichols Show. Entry level per month, $5. Account level executives, $10 a month. Either way, bumper sticker is coming your way. Ooh, that rhyme. That kind of worked out. Chris, Goizetta, <laughs> any last words here for the audience this week? You're not going to win voters by arguing or debating. It's like Brian always says, meet people where they're at and have conversations. I love it. And I'm going to leave you with this too. I was, I said this over on Twitter uh, back, I think it was on Friday, Friday. That's what it was. Um, I said on Friday, stop debating whether or not the lockdowns worked or not. We know the data is there. They did not work. So, and that's the government lockdowns, right? People were sheltering in place where they were high risk voluntarily before government decided to step in and say, we're going to lock down businesses and say that you can't open, determine who's non-essential and who's essential. So here's what we're going to do instead. Talk to people who have been negatively impacted by the government lockdowns and help reach them where they're at and show that Liberty Solutions would have helped them and will help them from this ever happening again. That is where we're going to have the most success. Chris Goizetta, thank you for joining us today. Eight branding tips you can take away right now and implement to become a better libertarian and a better libertarian candidate. With that being said, thank you so much, folks, for joining us here on today's episode of The Brian Nichols Show. We're going to have coming up here on Wednesday, he is returning, well, actually, he's not returning from the uh, the One Israel Fund, but he is coming from the One Israel Fund, and it is one Mark Provisor, and he is talking about defense measures. He is a very creative in defense measures, and he is doing a lot over in Israel right now. So we're going to be talking about that. They're non-violent means to help defend people, both Israelis and Palestinians. So I think it's going to be a great conversation to learn that. So that being said, thanks for, so much for joining us here on The Brian Nichols Show. Chris Goizetta, Brian Nichols signing off. We'll see you on Wednesday. Let's sell liberty and look good doing it with Proud Libertarian. Folks, when we're selling liberty, we have to start things off by piquing interest. And what better way to pique some interest than by rocking some amazing apparel from Proud Libertarian. Personally, I'm a huge fan of their Do Good Recklessly t-shirt, but there's more than t-shirts to find from awesome taxation is theft snapbacks to the killer Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death hoodies. Proud Libertarian has all the libertarian swag you need. And guess what? Brian Nichols Show audience members can rock the latest libertarian swag and save some cash on every single order. All you have to do, use code TBNS at checkout and you'll get 10% off your entire cart at checkout. That's right. Each time you order, use code TBNS and you'll instantly get 10% off your entire order. Listen, I am super excited to have Proud Libertarian here as a sponsor of the Brian Nichols Show. So do me a favor, head over there to Proud Libertarian, place your order today, use code TBNS at checkout, save 10% on your order and help support libertarian entrepreneurs today. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.